0: Hello, welcome to episode 63 of Lime Ninja Radio. This is lesson four and our final episode of our four-part masterclass on brain health. I'm your host, McKay Rippey, and with me in the studio is Aurora, We've really enjoyed the process of creating this in-depth masterclass, and I think we're going to do it again. However, we need to hear back from you. So if you hate it, please let us know. And if you love it, Please, please, please let us know. Really, we need to know either way if this is something we should continue to do, if you really like the process of having four related podcasts right in a row or what you think about it. So we think it's a great idea, but if you don't and you listen, then there's really no point in us continuing Continuing. yes absolutely
1: yeah and just remind everybody the first lesson was an introduction to what Borrelia does to the brain with psychiatrist Dr. Robert Bransfield the second lesson taught us about the latest neurofeedback techniques to balance brainwave patterns and the third lesson explored the effects of toxic mold and the importance of proper mold detection
0: if you haven't listened to lesson one two or three yet and you like to do things or in order, you will want to go back and start at the beginning. Where else would you start to do Thanks. things in order?
1: A very good place to start. Aurora, how can
0: people <laughs> go and figure out how to get the all the episodes they need?
1: They can just go to ninja.com forward slash brain. Underscore health and enroll in the class. It's easy, it's free. Just give us your email address.
0: Just all we want is in return is email address.
1: Exactly. And then
0: we'll know when to where to send you the notices and the links for the show. However, if you don't mind learning randomly, just keep listening because today's lesson, lesson number four, is all about meditation and what I think is a really unique way. To hack that skill. In fact, I've been using the technology that our guest is talking about, oh, for about the past two months now since I interviewed uh, our guest. I'm gonna let Aurora tell you who it is. We're kind of keeping it under wraps, it's not really. If you read anything, you know who, what the name is. Yeah. Anyway, I've been using the technology and it's really pretty incredible. Uh, I've used it with some of my patients on the treatment table after acupuncture treatment, and it's had powerful, powerful effects. So Aurora, tell us a little about lesson four's expert, Mr. Bill Harris.
1: Okay. Bill Harris began teaching personal growth training in 1979 and since then has been involved in personal development for over 35 years. In his role as director of Centerpoint Research Institute, Bill is the creator of the Holosync Solution Program, designed to induce deep meditative states, creating many significant mental and emotional health benefits. Bill Harris is a certified trainer of Neurolinguistic Programming. He's a longtime student of contemporary psychology, Eastern philosophy, the, uh, the physical sciences, and chaos theory.
0: All right, let's dive right in. This is lesson four of our four-part masterclass on brain health.
2: So uh, I take it you must be a Holocynch user then? I have
0: just started. So i had used some of somebody else's technology in my acupuncture practice a while back and then kind of drifted away from it. Um, and then came across your interview with Dave Asprey on his podcast.
2: Ah. And that. Dave really- Asprey's house in Victoria or on Vancouver Island.
0: Yeah.
2: In British Columbia yesterday.
0: That's so cool. He's, he's really the point of the spear in so many areas and uh, just it's fun to hang along and find out what he's learning and what he's interested in. So I heard you and reignited my interest in this technology. And particularly because with Lyme disease, so many of the people are having brain fog issues and uh, neurological inflammation symptoms and there's really not a whole lot of help out there, especially low-cost help. I mean, some of these people mortgage, mortgage their houses and spend ungodly amounts of money trying to get better. And I think there's some simple technologies out there, and that's what I'm on a mission to do. And I think yours is one
2: of them. Well, it's not. it doesn't surprise me that whatever technology you were using, you drifted away from it because most of the people that are doing anything – that involves brain entrainment, don't really know what they're doing. I've been doing this for uh, about over 30 years now. And uh, this is like uh, being good at anything, like playing basketball or being a musician or being a heart surgeon or whatever, Um, except that in this case people can pose as being good at it without being good at it. And uh, some people believe them.
0: <laughs> I was one.
2: <laughs> well. We now, there's have, nothing
0: nothing to compare it to. You're flying blind. The theory lots, sounds good. Lots
2: of people end up with CenterPoint and say to me, you know, I, uh, I've tried all the stuff that's out there, and I don't know what you're doing, but – Yours is really different.
0: <clears throat> Can we talk about your background for a little bit? Because you, are you a mu- musician at heart? Would you say? Or are you a scientist at heart? Or is that unfair question?
2: Oh, I'm kind of uh, a polymath, you might say. <laughs> okay. I'm. Uh, there's a number of things that I was interested enough in that I became really, really good at them. Um, I took all the pre-med sciences in school, and have always uh, read scientific articles and books, and uh, scientific journal articles, and <clears throat> that sort of a thing. And I've always been interested in it, really, for my myself. And I also uh, I started playing music when I was eight years old. What uh, was your
0: first instrument?
2: Uh, I started playing the clarinet when I was eight years old, and I started playing the saxophone when I was nine, and I took, started taking piano lessons when I was in high school, and I started the flute when I was probably in my early 20s, <clears throat> but I, I mostly play jazz now. My last two jazz albums launched at number three and number four in National Radio Airplay on jazz radio stations very cool but uh you know i spend more time doing center point than i than anything else <laughs> because it's not that easy to make a, a living even though i had uh hundreds of jazz radio stations playing my stuff i wasn't really making very much money at all no well uh i i understand that uh that part of your audience, or maybe all of your audience, are, are people with Lyme disease? Yeah. That, is, that, is that That correct? is accurate. <clears throat> now, I'm not an expert on Lyme disease, but I will say that what the medical community currently believes is that pretty much every human uh, disease is either caused by stress Mm -hmm. which i don't think lyme disease is uh or it's made worse by stress and certainly just having some kind of a disease is very stressful and what happens when you're stressed is that you're uh, a part of your brain called the limbic system which is some people refer to it as the reptilian brain it's a it's an evolutionarily older part of the brain of, than the part that allows you to be more consciously aware and to think and reason and all that. <clears throat> and it's mostly good for um, very, very quickly uh, marshaling yourself to deal with uh, with danger,
0: an existential threat.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's the source of uh, fight or f- what they call the fight or flight syndrome. Right, and When people have a a debilitating uh, disease or even if they're just afraid of what the future will be like um, because of that disease, um, their limbic system actually becomes more active, it actually becomes bigger, more brain real estate is turned over to that particular uh, function of being alert for danger and so people are in at least low grade fight or flight that means that their their uh, adrenal glands are making a lot of cortisol right. which um, has its role positive role in certain situations but uh, when you make a lot of cortisol especially when there is no real reason for it because there is no actual danger and certainly no danger you can do anything about when you have a disease. People don't treat a disease because they're in fight or flight. Um, uh, it, it, that's really causes blood to flow away from your brain. So you don't think very clearly. This is partly why people have brain fog, as mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier, is because fight or flight causes all the resources to flow to your, your arms and legs, muscles, right? Yeah. So yeah. that you can fight or flee. <clears throat> so, uh um, a lot of the the kind of second layer of symptoms that people experience with different uh, health problems are the result. Uh, I, I'm simplifying this to a degree, but it's the result of um, the fight or flight response being chronic, and all the different uh, neurochemicals, which are which are helpful in you know the way it's supposed to work, is that there's a danger. You see the danger, you marshal yourself to handle it, you handle it, and then the fight or flight response uh, leaves your system. But in today's world, we're all so stressed by so many things and so much stuff coming at us that we weren't evolutionarily prepared to deal with that people are, almost everybody is in at least low-grade fight-or-flight a lot of the time. And people that have, you know, bigger challenges, like someone with Lyme disease, uh, are probably in in fight-or-flight even more often. And and as I said, I'm not an expert on Lyme disease, but I'm sure there are things about the internal chemistry of Lyme disease that also contributes to the brain-not-working as well, and can lead to you know fatigue and uh, uh, brain fog and and those sorts of things. <clears throat> um, I do know I do know uh, people that have had Lyme disease, and through meditation and uh, other practices that calm the limbic system, uh, they have shown remarkable changes. I, I've seen a lot of people that had uh, MS. Right. Who use holosync, for instance, which calms the limbic system, and we can tell people in a little more detail what that is. But it's essentially a a more high tech uh, technological way to create the same uh, states in the brain as meditation, so that you can much more easily and quickly get the get the benefits. But I've seen people with MS, for instance. Who, let, let me
0: let me interrupt you there for one second. There's a doctor Reinhard Klinghardt. And he has a clinic out in Washington that treats a lot of Lyme people. And he just has come out with a statement and says this fairly often that he has not had a person come through his clinic with MS or ALS that also did not test positive for Borrelia, which is the bacteria that causes Lyme. So wow. it's
2: interesting.
0: It's, yeah, it's fascinating the link between the two. Anyway, sorry to interrupt there.
2: That's okay. Uh, at, at any rate, I you know I, I have uh, we've been doing this for a long time. Centerpoint has been a business for 26 years. Uh, in October, and uh, uh, I congratulations was, I was experimenting with this with about 150 people uh, for about four years before that, and uh, there've been I've, I've been saying over two million for many years, so I, it may be. Two and a half million by now in 193 countries. So we have a pretty good idea of what what happens. But at any rate, I've had people with MS tell me that uh, within, uh, you know, six months or so of using Holosync, they they stopped having symptoms and their MS never, you know, the doctors were saying this is going to progress and get worse. But right. it didn't. That's now amazing. I'm, not, I'm not claiming that if somebody has MS, Clearly. that that will happen. Because uh, I, don't, I don't have any studies showing that. I've just had people, I'm just passing on that people have told me that and I have seen things like that. And I think the reason why this happens with many different things, for instance, uh, Holosync also has a pretty profound effect on autism. Mm. <clears throat> and I think part of it is that when a human being has autism and they have, a, they have trouble communicating with other people, and uh, they are in fight or flight quite a bit. You know, I mean, even if you look, if you look at someone with autism in the eye, it sends them into fight or flight. When you use holosync, that fight or flight response by calming the limbic system begins to fade away. And um, kids that were you know really difficult to deal with and having a very hard time functioning because they were autistic suddenly are not suddenly, but after a few months are saying hello to their parents in the morning, are getting themselves ready for school, ready for bed, doing things that they had to be supervised to do and suddenly they're doing them and the people at school are saying, my God, what has happened to this kid? Um, now we're going to move him to a, a different thing because he's, he's much, much more functional. And I think that all of this, whether it's with a disease or something like that, is because <clears throat> all of the the secondary stress that people have because of the limitations of the disease, or in some cases the fear of the future of the disease, those all get turned down. Yeah, and so even if it if uh, the whole sink, um, and this same thing could be said true of regular meditation. It's just that it takes way way longer with traditional meditation. But if, but these same things. Um, let's see, I lost the train of thought. Of what I was going to say that um people uh, stop making themselves suffer uh, beyond the disease even if it this is what I was going to say even right. if if Holocene doesn't have anything to do or any effect on the disease itself right it does cause you to feel so much better that your ability to cope with it um it, it really dramatically improves your life I just I just wrote a book that uh, people listening to this can get a free copy of. We'll put a link uh, below the podcast so that uh, we'll get a a free copy of this. And also so they can listen to a sample of Holosync so they can see what it's like. But um, in the back of the book, in the appendix, I have three uh, interviews transcribed with three different people. And the second one is from a man named Terry who has polio. And uh, chronic uh, uh, Crohn's disease, mm. and several other things. He's very, very poor health, and yet people keep coming up to him and saying, "Why are you so happy?" Right? Why are, and it's and it's he's a longtime Holosync user, and he attributes it to Holosync. Now, you talk about uh, the brain's threshold
0: to be able to handle stress in yes. some of your material on your site. So it's that's what you're talking about, right? You're talking about that essentially there is some physical basis for survival mode. It's not just the mental mindset, but your part of your brain, this limbic system's taken over and it's starting to run the show a little bit and it's just going to make things much more reactive, much more, even like in autistic is sights and sounds. This happens to some people with Lyme disease. They, they cocoon themselves because they can't handle stimulation. It's just anything coming from the outside
2: is too much. Right. Because their threshold is very low because of the disease, or you could say their, their threshold is very low because their limbic system is really, really overactive. Mm. And so calming, the limbic system is uh, one of the one of the you know the best things that uh, that could be done. So how does Holosync do that? <clears throat> well, let, let me let me preface this with something else too, because okay. there's another part of the brain that's important, and they're sort of not exactly in competition with each other, but uh, in in a, in a sense they are. You've got the reactive, more primitive part of the brain mm-hmm. that. Co- This is also, by the way, the part of the brain that causes you to want it, whatever it is, now. (laughs) Yes. uh, The limbic system is what is responsible for you to eat those donuts that you know aren't good for you. It
0: was a cookie yesterday for me. You know, or
2: or to blow off exercising because you don't feel like it right now. Right. It's also, though, what causes, I mean, when you fall in love – uh and you it's sort of a combination of this huge positive expectancy but it's also this underlying anxiety mm. beginning uh <clears throat> uh all of this uh, is connected to the limbic system so the limbic system wants stuff now it has zero zero ability to look at long term consequences so in addition just as So an, here's some, a
0: total aside here so that's what advertisers are trying to tie into to get us to buy stuff right
2: now. That's true. And if you have an overactive limbic system, you're going to buy. Those are the people that are likely to. Uh, the shopping
0: ne- channel or network or whatever. Drugs,
2: yeah. shopping, uh, alcohol, food, you know, on and on and on and on. Or, uh, or to blow up at people, lose their temper, um, all kinds of, of, of reactive things yeah. where people do stuff that they regret later people now, talk the, oh, about lime rage uh-huh <laughs> well the other the other side of the coin is the is the prefrontal cortex which is kind of like right behind your eyebrows yeah uh, <clears throat> and the prefrontal cortex is the source of uh, self-regulation uh, uh, creativity linear thinking it's what is more active when you're in a flow state, it, it is uh, the source of planning, this sort of thing. Um, your, I would be willing to bet that in Lyme disease, the prefrontal cortex shrinks and the limbic system grows, and you want it the other way around, you see, because if the, if the prefrontal cortex is stronger, brain scans have shown that the people that had very strong prefrontal cortexes had the ability to delay gratification, they had better uh, relationships, they made more money, they had a lower body mass index, they had better health, on and on and on and on. And the people that had a big, a larger limbic system, had just the opposite. Hmm. So, um, what we want is a more robust, a uh, more active, stronger prefrontal cortex and a smaller limbic system. And the prefrontal cortex, if it's strong enough it can overrule the limbic system. That means you, you see all those donuts and you think, oh, boy, those look good. But then your prefrontal cortex says, yeah, but it'll, it'll, be, it'll taste good for about a half a minute. And then, you know, you'll have all kinds of uh, reactions to it internally. It causes inflammation internally. It's going to make you fat. You're going you're gonna to regret that you did it. Uh, so you're going to feel emotionally Worse and so on. So if your prefrontal cortex can overrule the stupid decisions before you make them, right. uh, or or just keep the limbic system calm, so that even if you know you have Lyme disease and you feel terrible and you feel like uh, uh, you know getting pissed off at somebody, you know being reactive to somebody, a strong prefrontal cortex uh, keeps that in line, so that you don't do that. So <clears throat> that's that's really. Exactly what meditation does, and Holosync does way more easily and faster, which is strengthen the prefrontal cortex and calm down the limbic system. So, uh, your, was your your question was about the threshold thing? How that? Yeah, works?
0: like how does Holosync work to increase the threshold? And also, while we're talking about brain parts here, what, what, I know that you need headphones to use Holosync. And that part of that's getting the left and the right part of the brain to communicate. And so, what's important about this cross cross midline communication in the brain?
2: Well, those are two sort of related questions. But first, really, your your threshold is the place where your prefrontal cortex no longer uh, is in control, and where you start to feel stressed. And you start to use different coping mechanisms, like eating stuff you shouldn't, or taking drugs, or yelling at somebody, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. to try to deal with the fact that you're too much is coming at you. If your if your limbic system is a lot uh, more calm and your prefrontal cortex is a lot stronger, then uh, your threshold goes up, and this very same things that that really. Uh, bothered you, suddenly don't bother you. One of the things, first things I noticed when I started using Holosync, which was a long time ago now, was that really annoying people uh, encountered frequently. Yeah. You know, for some, you know, it was like, uh, this. I, w- I went to this church, for instance, and there was several people there who I found really, really annoying. Yeah. A lot of people found them annoying. Um, I was more reactive to it. To, to it than others because i had a pretty low threshold but i you know one day after i'd been using holosync for a couple of months at the end everybody was like putting the chairs away and doing stuff like that and this guy came by and said something to me that ordinarily would have made me want to smack him yeah and i just it just had no effect on me i just i just i just felt so kind of peaceful inside i just why would i want to even respond to that or give it you know, you right. give shit that the guy exactly that way. and and uh, it just was water off a duck's back kind of and and that's one of the f- first things that people notice is that they're less reactive, things that bothered them before, now when they happen they go oh, that's weird, uh, that used to really uh, cause me to get pissed off or to be sad or whatever it was <clears throat> and now it doesn't seem to be bothering me so, so anyway, that's the the stuff about the threshold, the the cross-hemispheric synchronization or coherence that happens, we're, we're, we're putting some sounds into the left side of the brain and we're putting some into the right side of the brain. And we're doing it in such a way that the two sides of the brain have to communicate with each other um, about these sounds, you might say, just to make it easy
0: marriage therapy for the brain
2: <laughs> you could say that it's just that uh, the two sides of the brain have to reconcile something about these sounds so they have to communicate yeah. and what happens is new neural connections are created between the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain which to simplify it again it causes you to be more aware hmm. and <clears throat> One of the things that I have been saying for 20 years is awareness creates choice. Hmm. What you do outside your awareness happens automatically based on how your brain has been pre-programmed. Yes. If it's been pre-programmed by a lot of stress to have an overactive limbic system, for instance, you will automatically be reactive and angry and whatever, you know, Uh, have no willpower, no ability to regulate your your behavior or your desires or whatever. So when when you have um, a stronger brain, when you have more of this uh, synchronization between the two sides of the brain, you begin to see – this is really kind of the supervision of the prefrontal cortex in a way. Hmm. You begin to see those impulses – uh, to be reactive, to be angry, to do something that you know you'll regret later. Mm-hmm. And instead of doing it automatically and being so immersed in it that it happens automatically, you see it. And if it's something that isn't good for you, you just can't do it. Uh, even to the point that if somebody believes, for instance, something like, nobody likes me, right. or um, I'll never be able to be a success, or, you know, people have these self-limiting beliefs uh, that they usually pick up while they're growing up. You begin to see yourself believing certain things and it just suddenly dawns on you um, that this belief is having negative uh, effects on you and because it's not uh, helping you to believe that, it becomes really hard to keep believing it. Hmm. Most people think That they believe something because they have evidence that it's true. Right. However, down the street from you is somebody else who believes the exact opposite.
0: Who also has evidence. Because
2: that person has different evidence. Yeah. Yeah. And and you see, beliefs are what they call self-fulfilling prophecies in the sense that, let's say that you begin to believe nobody likes me when you're three years old because of certain things that have happened to you. Uh, really what you're what you're saying is maybe the people in your family don't like you that much and that may not even be true either mm-hmm. it just may, that may be that your parents are so stressed and so so involved in uh, holding themselves together right but you can't tell that when you're 3 years old right uh, that it seems like it must be something wrong with you and so uh at any rate once you have that belief you begin to look for more evidence that it's true, and you filter out evidence that would contradict what you already believe. So you just keep gathering more and more evidence that, um, that what you already believe is true, and yet somebody else down the street has this different belief, and they're gathering more evidence that that's true. Yep. So when you become more aware you begin to see these things, and all kinds of kind of unconscious, self-sabotaging ways of dealing with, you know, ways of navigating your way through life. They begin to fall away. That's exactly what happens to people who meditate for several decades, and it's what happened to people who are using Holosync. Uh, but it happens way, way, way faster so because why you- does it why does
0: it happen faster?
2: Well, because. <clears throat> First of all, when you're meditating in a traditional way, it takes really a number of years before you master the ability to do it very well. This is really why, even though meditation has become pretty well known for how good it is for you, still, even people that know that very well, that it's good for you, uh, most of them aren't meditating. And if they are meditating, they're doing it for like maybe 20 or 30 minutes a day, if that maybe 20 or 30 minutes, a couple times a, uh, a week or something. Mm-hmm. But most people can't stick with it because for a long time it's boring. You read the book about meditation, what's supposed to happen, and then you did it. And instead of what the stuff that sounds so great in the book, instead you find yourself sitting there saying, wow, it's only been five minutes. <laughs> My leg hurts. What's that noise outside? Oh God, I forgot to put uh, carrots and milk on my uh, shopping list. Let me see. Uh, what are those two things that I need to do at work that I didn't write down? You know, and, and you're not meditating. You're just, you're, you know, and then you go, Oh God, I'm supposed to be meditating and I'm just thinking about that my leg hurts and this sort of stuff. So most people don't get past that. Even if they do, The people that really get huge benefits from meditating are meditating three or four hours a day, and that's what their life is about. They're like a monk or something. I know some of these people, and they're remarkable people after they've been doing this for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. So the other thing is, you see, with Holosync, we're immediately, the first time you use it, we're putting you into the same brainwave, electrical brainwave patterns as meditation. You don't have to go through the learning curve. And every time you do it, um, it works really well. You don't have good days and bad days. Plus, because it's technological, we can take you to deeper brainwave patterns that only a few of the most persistent meditators ever experience when they're meditating. So in many ways, it's just, you know, it's, it's sort of like you can get from wherever you are to wherever you want to be, you know, you want to go to the mall, you could get there by walking or riding a horse or, you know, like people used, used to do. But you can get there way more easily by driving a car. So um, technology makes things easier and faster. And uh, in this case, it's making, uh, getting those, making, you know, I, I often talk of this in terms of meditation, but it's almost more accurate to say, I mean, you could say this about meditation, too. It's giving a stimulus that changes your brain in certain ways. Right. Scientists know today um, a lot about how meditation and, and other things, how they affect the brain, and how these brain changes um, translate into better emotional health, better mental abilities, uh, you know, feeling more comfortable in your own skin, all kinds of things like that, and the uh, there are people. I'm one of them who kind of are curators of this information, and they make it available. You know, they do all the geeky stuff of looking through all this stuff, and then they translate it for people, like I'm doing by talking to you know the people who are listening here, mm-hmm. uh, so that. Because when these scientists are doing this, they're very rarely, are they saying, uh, you know, looking for some sort of a, a, a practical use for what they're finding out. You know, if they're testing a drug or something, they probably have a practical use in mind. But, but uh, some of the technology about the limbic system or the prefrontal cortex, um, these are not doctors that are saying, we need to find a way to ha- give right. people willpower. It's just
0: something. pure science.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, they're not and when they talk about it, they're not talking about it in terms of here's how you can use what we discovered. Right. That's, that's just not what they do. Right. But that's what I do. And uh, <clears throat> so so at any rate to apply this to to Lyme disease, I would predict that people who use this are first of all are going to feel a lot better, a lot calmer, uh, they're going to uh, their mental clarity will increase. Um, you know they they will. Uh, I mean this this man that I told you about Terry that had all these diseases he is you know worse off probably than someone with Lyme disease. I'm not I'm not trying to minimize what Lyme disease is like. I've known some people that have had it, but um, I mean he has polio so he's paralyzed. He's in a wheelchair. He also has Crohn's disease. He's He's, you know, sick all day, spends three days a week going to doctors. And he's, you know, uh, he has every reason to be miserable and negative and everything, but he's very happy. And so
0: so two questions. How long does a session last uh, like a daily session? And then how long before people and I know this is like a totally unfair question, but how long before people start noticing a change? In well, general, and in good broad terms, it's not like a guarantee here. It's just like, you know, does somebody need to be doing this for a month, six months?
2: That's a totally unfair question. Awesome. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, jo- I'm joking. That's, that's, a, that's a completely fair question. Okay. Um, it, you know, it varies from person to person as far as when they get results. Most people, even the first time they listen to Holosync, are going, "Wow, I can't believe how calm I feel." I mean, I get—we have, you know, a free demo on our website that people can listen to, <clears throat> and people will write to me after they listen to it. And one woman, I read an email from her a few days ago, and she said something to the effect that, you know, I listened to your demo and I thought, "Wow, this this is really cool." I so I. I can't. It's kind of amazing that I can just listen to this for uh, a few minutes and then I feel so much better. And I noticed, you know, around eight o'clock at night, I suddenly noticed. You know, I have felt really good all day. I wonder why I feel so good today. Mm -hmm. And then she said, "Oh, I listened to that holosync thing this morning." And then she started listening to the demo, you know, uh, every every day. And then within a few days, she decided to get our program and, and start using it more seriously but so that is very common there are some people that uh that it takes longer some people are kind of they have such a strong limbic system right they see things as such a danger and being vigilant is so important to them that they will fight you see when your brain waves change and you go into these meditative states you are not as vigilant for, you know it's calming it's calming the part of your brain that is overly vigilant for one thing but if somebody starts to go into kind of this kind of dreamy trance-like state yep. um, some of them uh, have this unconscious thing that says oh my god I am not going to be able to watch out for danger I mean and, that, and that's a danger
0: anything. that's another danger
2: but their brain yeah. is their brain is resisting yeah. uh, the, the changing of brain waves that is trying to happen. So, you know, the whole sink is stronger than they are, and it will win eventually. Eventually, But I've had people say, you know, I've been doing this for four months, and I don't think anything's happening. And then two days later, they send me something, said, oh, my God, I woke up this morning, and I said, how could I think nothing was happening? (laughs) All this stuff has been happening, uh, and I just, I didn't notice it until today.
0: Until I thought about it, yeah.
2: Uh, I don't know why it was, but something shifted and they realize sometimes it's people's expectations. They think it's going to be a certain way and it's another way. And so they don't notice what it is because they're sitting there comparing it to some, uh, you know, expectation that they that they made up. So at any rate, I've been doing this for a really long time and I've never, ever, ever seen anybody who did this consistently. And did not, at, at some point, usually within a number of months at the longest, say, this has totally changed my life. I can't believe that this is even possible hmm. to do this.
0: And is that a daily practice? It's going to be three times a week? What do you have to do it? What do you have to do?
2: Well, I don't know if I like the word have to. But it's sort of like if you found something that, that really made you feel better. mm mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't say, okay, well, how often do I have to do this? (laughs) You'd probably be saying, wow, I can't wait to do this, which is kind of what almost everybody, uh, says. We start people off, uh, listening to a 30 minute soundtrack once a day. And we have them do that for 14 days. Then we have a second soundtrack that they list, that they add to that to make it an hour long so that it's one hour long session. Now, some people say, oh, my God, I don't have an hour. Uh, If you knew it was going to change your life, you probably would say, well, if it's going to change my life totally, I do have an hour. However, we found out something a few years ago. Well, uh, people have been telling us this for a long time, but I was resistant to it. Because I had been a traditional meditator for Sixteen years right. before I ran into the research that, that allowed me to create this. And I was so, somewhat militant about uh, people sitting up in a meditation posture and that sort of thing. Right. We had people that were kind of lazy or they said, I have a back problem or whatever. And so they weren't doing it the way I was suggesting And I would sort of nag them and tell them, well, you'll get better results if you do it this other way. But what happened was they got the same results that everybody else did. And at a certain point, I finally had to admit that I was wrong. And uh, so one of the things we tell people who complain about the time investment now is that, and I listen this this way myself now, You can actually, if you're going to get up at eight o'clock in the morning, you can wake up at seven, put on the headphones, push the play button, close your eyes, lie back. What will happen is that you'll drift off again as the whole sink, uh, comes in through the headphones. When it finishes, you will instantly wake up if you're, if you've nodded out and you will be way way more alert and awake and feeling good than if you'd slept the other hour Um, it's essentially better than an hour of sleep i love that idea you've done your holosync for the day and you haven't taken one minute out of your day yeah so you have the exact uh, amount of time i've also had a lot of people say to me and this is really what happens when you calm your limbic system and and get your prefrontal cortex working better. They said, you know, as a result of Holosync, I make such better decisions. I can't tell you how many dumb things that I used to get into that would take me all this time to solve them and get out of them or correct them, um, repair them, that now I'm not wasting all that time. So I feel like even, even uh, if I was spending an hour every day doing it, uh, I've saved more than that by not doing all the stupid stuff I used to screw up and cost me time. So most people look forward to doing this too because it feels really good and your day goes better and, uh, you know, it's, it's something people look, look forward to.
0: So we're going to have a link to the demo and can people listen to it more than once in a day? Is there any? Can you overdose on Holosync?
2: Yes, you can. Uh, um, Holosync is a powerful stimulus to your brain, and uh, there is a limit to how much you can do it. What happens is, as you become more resilient, as your uh, as your threshold goes higher, uh, you can handle more of it. And and a lot of people. Uh, want to do uh, an hour and a half a day or two hours a day, even. I've done more than that at times during my life. I, I did this, by the way, because I sort of felt like I had to. Mm-hmm. I was so screwed up and so emotionally reactive and so unhappy that I needed to do something. And it was, uh, you know, I, I had done every other personal growth thing in the world. And it's not that that some of them hadn't helped me to some degree but uh, it's when I really found this that things shifted and I've been very pleased to see that it's had the same effect on lots of other people. Now, I forgot your question. Tell me the question. We're talking
0: about overdosing. So Over- it's So it's yep. like exercise
2: except for your brain. So you can do too
0: much. You need to uh- – and that's part of the program, right? Is to step you through a proper progression.
2: Well, in a way, you could – I, I sometimes use an exercise analogy to this. You know, if you exercise, you are stressing your body. Right. It's a good kind of stress. Mm-hmm. It's a stress that makes you stronger. Uh, but you are stressing your body, and there's a certain amount of it you can do, and then you have to let your your body re- recover and rebuild. And and although it's not exactly the same, it's more of a metaphor than a you know an exact uh, exactly the same sort of thing. But holosync is kind of like that. You do the holosync, it it gives your brain a stimulus that it can't handle the way it currently is structured, so it restructures itself mm-hmm. in a in a good way. Right. And, uh, so, uh, it's very possible that a person could do the demo many times a day and be just fine. It's just some people are really sensitive. And really what that means is some people are, are so resistant. I mean, it's sort of like you were saying with people with Lyme disease, that Mm -hmm. sounds will, uh, you know, be too much for them or, you know, just stimuli, that wouldn't bother other people bother them because their threshold is being lowered by the seeds. So, low. Yes. Yep. so uh, some I, I'm sure that some people listening will listen to HoloSync and it will make them feel a lot better right away. Other people it will be maybe feel a little bit intense in the same way that those sounds are. Uh, and by the way, if if that is happening you should. Cert- I would one thing I'd do is like turn the volume down it doesn't need to be loud or anything like that um, but it is it's possible to overdo you know when people when people start doing it and uh, you know d- doing our regular program and they and they start saying wow this is cool can i do this twice a day we tell them yes you can but pay close attention to yourself because if you do too much of it, uh, you can have a lot of emotions coming to the surface. Sometimes people have physical effects. Um, it you know it's it's like your you know your neck could get stiff or you. It's kind of a you you go into a stress response if you're resisting it. Right. And the more people have been traumatized in their life, which could be you know, like abuse as a child, but it could also be trauma from. Uh, you know a, a disease too mm-hmm. or people have been traumatized, the more likely not always, but the more likely they could be sensitive to this and uh, so it's always it's just a good idea to i don't think anybody has to be uh, apprehensive about listening to the demo um, because it's kind of a taste of this I, in fact, I don't really want people i i it isn't like I've had lots of emails from people with Lyme disease saying, "Well, this is too much for me." Uh, But I have had uh, emails from people. um, In fact, before emails, I had written letters from people uh, with Lyme disease, telling me that, "Boy, do I feel better!" and all this sort of. So
0: it's just we have, you know, it's kind of the American thing. Well, if fifteen minutes is good, then thirty hours must be better. So I'll put this on an endless loop, and then. I just, just, just wanted to get a little practical explanation of, you know, it's, well, I'm an acupuncturist, so I'm I'm definitely a less is more kind of person. It's like the fewer needles, the better, the better the result. So I just wanted to get in that discussion just so in case somebody was thinking, wow, man, it felt great with 15 minutes. I'm going to really dive into this thing.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Um, believe me, when people use Holosync. No one, except maybe them, wants them to get the best results more than I. And so over a long time, three decades, I've been tweaking exactly how to do this to get the best results. And the best results are when people follow the directions. But there's lots of people in this world, I'm kind of one of them to tell you the truth, (laughs) who don't read the directions and create their own, you know... And occasionally I have somebody who who kind of complains that they didn't get any, much out of this, and then they reveal to me that they have been doing it in some way that is not what I told them to do. And I said, well, y- your program didn't work, but if you try mine, it will work. Uh, do it the way I said, because I'm not trying to, you know, keep people from succeeding. I'm trying to make the directions as, as – so, the thing is that when when people do get involved in this, which I hope a lot of you will, um, then uh, you know, take me at my word that I, that I know what I'm talking about, and that if you do it the way I've suggested, you'll get great results. So, what have what uh, McKay? What have your uh, results been like? Well, tell me, you how long you've been doing?
0: Less than a week.
2: Less than a week. Less so, than
0: a week. I'm a I'm five, a newbie.
2: Times, pardon me. Four or five times, something y- like that. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, so, uh, it's give it's, us a report.
0: What's it? Okay, like? so it's relaxing. A, um, and I've so I in listening to you. There's definitely some personal with the the, the stress kind of thing. I'm easily overwhelmed. And that's been a constant thing. And now that you talked about this limbic versus the prefrontal dynamic, it makes much more sense, the cyclical thing. So, you know, all through my life, I'm, you know, trying to build different businesses in my acupuncture practice and I'll get into a th- certain th- threshold to use your word. And then things just fall apart. And wow. really I retreat. Uh, and looking at what you're talking about now, it's very clear. It's like I'm retreating to calm things down and let things simmer down long enough. And then I kind of regather myself because it's something I really want to do and get uh, geared up again and go forward again and hit the threshold again. And it varies from time to time. But things always seem to fall apart like that. So
2: you get stressed at a certain point?
0: Yeah. It's just – oh, it's overwhelmed. It's – it's like the executive functions is like there's too many balls up in the air and then they start to drop and hit a a roadblock or you know somebody doesn't return a phone call or i forget to return a phone call and then the little trickle of problems becomes uh niagara falls of problems
2: well you know certainly uh, a healthier brain uh, helps that sort of stuff Uh, i'm amazed at how many balls that i can have in the air but you know, everybody has a limit to that sort of stuff. Most people, when they're trying to do something entrepreneurial, at some point say, I need an assistant yep. or something like that. They, I need an employee who I can offload part of this. And I remember when I had my first employee, I wasn't making any money yet. I was making sales, but uh, not enough to pay myself anything. And I hired somebody, and I think I was paying them $30,000. This was in like 1989 or no, but 1990, I think. <clears throat> and, um, and I thought, oh God, this, what's, what's this all about? Uh, this person is making money on my business, and I'm not. <laughs> but, um, the, uh, the business increased by about 250 percent in that next year which easily paid for this person and allowed me to start paying myself I you know, it was very clear to me that um, you know so in other words some of these things that overwhelm you you can outsource them too but uh, having a having a healthier brain uh, is really a, a given that's everything becomes easier. When your brain is healthier, and you might be more likely to have that idea to outsource it if your brain is healthier too.
0: Yeah, to take the, the, exactly the risk, I and mean, exactly where, what you're talking about, it's the risk of hiring somebody and not having really free funds to do that. If I had lots so, of money I, hanging around, totally, I'd hire an assistant.
2: So, other than being uh, <laughs> uh, that it that it feels very uh, calming. What, have you noticed anything else?
0: Not yet. I haven't haven't noticed a whole lot yet.
2: How long does the calmness uh, last?
0: Oh, good. Most of the day. Um, I haven't tried the morning routine. I'm definitely going to do that tomorrow, and uh, we'll see how that goes. So i've I've been doing it later at night. Uh, uh-huh. My sleep has been better, <clears throat> and. I'm pretty much synced with sunrise. So when the sun gets up, I, that's me. And as the days are getting shorter here, I've been getting up a little bit later and later. So that hasn't changed much, but it's, um, I'm, well, I'm curious to see. I really want to, I really want to get into this long term. And like you say, the, I don't have time or really the inclination to sit and meditate. And so doing something like this to, to hack the way the brain works is, is something I'm very, very interested in.
2: Well, uh, wasn't it you that mentioned Dave Asprey to me? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, Dave is a very good friend of mine. And I was up at his house yesterday in the middle of nowhere, in Vancouver Island, near Victoria, uh, filming him for a documentary I'm making about brain science. It's kind of based on my book. Which, uh, when, people, when people go to uh, try uh, the Holosync demo, uh, one of the things that uh, you'll be offered is a free uh, copy of the book. Uh, so I hope people will get that. Um, there are not only, uh, there's also an audio version of the book a link to that in the book so that if people don't want to read, they can listen. Uh, There are links to hours and hours of free training videos that I have about many other things and um, a whole lot of other stuff. And I think people might also be very interested in these three interviews I have in in the back, particularly the one with Terry, the guy that has polio and Crohn's. Right. The other two are, are also very interesting too. Anyway, um, I hope people will give this a try. It's I'm kind of on a mission to help as many people as I as I can, and uh, people people love this because it really, at a very fundamental level, changes people. This is a lot more than just well, I feel a lot calmer for most of the day uh, because at, pretty soon it gets so that. Even if you didn't do the whole sync, you would be calm because it, it will change your brain in permanent ways.
0: And what's the – for people driving in their car, not right at their desk and can't see the link below this, what's your website?
2: Well, it's centerpoint.com. It's the word center, the word point with an E on the end of point. Well, anyway, do you want me to give some sort of concluding remarks or do you want to make some before we sign off? Well, I want to give you the last word. Okay. Uh,
0: So, yeah, please have at it.
2: Well, uh, the final remarks that I usually leave people with are that, in my opinion, the most productive thing you can do in your life is to become more aware. Awareness provides the solution to all of life's problems that have a solution, so, some of them don't. There may not be uh, a, an ultimate cure for Lyme disease. I, I, maybe there is. I, I don't. I don't know that that much about Lyme disease. But but um, the parts of the struggle of having it that can be changed, awareness is ultimately what will what will change it. And awareness is a word I use to refer to. Uh, having a high threshold uh, having the uh, strong prefrontal cortex that can supervise and overrule the limbic system and all that sort of stuff there's more to awareness than that which people can find out when they uh, get my book which they can get for free so the more aware you can become the better everything will work so Anyway, I hope people will check this out. I I think they'll be very happy if they do. And I appreciate the invitation to uh, talk to these people. uh, And uh, let me know how your Holosync use goes. uh, I'd love to hear from you.
0: I certainly will. Bill, thank you so much. You've been very generous with your time.
2: You bet. Take care.
0: All right. Take care, Bill.
1: Wow, I learned so much about the limbic system of all things in this in this podcast. You know, I had seen techniques about letting it calm down and letting your stress response calm down, but I didn't know that that it could be kind of controlled and reduced in the way that he's talking about.
0: Right. I've been using Holosync now for about three months, and I can say that it does reduce stress stress levels. It's I'm more relaxed, more focused when I'm using this. I'll do my research late at night, doing emails, do computer work and using some of the tracks that he has, Bill Harris has, and it helps me focus and get the job done more quickly. And then the background, the the basic recordings that I have, which are separate. And they really seem to be making a difference in my ability to stay focused, not get stressed by things, and roll with the punches of everyday life. And that's pretty good, because I'm a high-stress person. I can get pretty strung out. So I'm impressed with this. It's really a way to meditate without having to really Worry about your mantras and losing focus and does your butt hurt because you're sitting still or not sitting still. I listen to it first thing in the morning. I have a headset next to my bed stand and I put it on just those first hours right before I wake up. And it's incredible. You just kind of doze off and listen to it and it's working. You know, you don't have to have effort and strain and years of practice to get a really, really deep meditation. Okay. That wraps up the masterclass. If woo-hoo. you've missed yes, woo-hoo. <laughs> if you've missed any of the previous three lessons, you can go to our website and sign up. You'll get a series of emails with links to the shows, and as a special bonus for signing up for the entire course, a masterclass resource list with all kinds of cool and useful links. So if you haven't signed up go sign up. That way you'll get the resource list. Otherwise you're not going to get it because it's a super secret email page and email page, web page. With We'll send you an email about the super secret web page, yeah. and you're just not going to get it otherwise. So it's our yeah. way of saying, thank you. We want to be in communication with you. We think what we're doing is valuable and that you'll want to be in communication. If you don't, nah, no big deal. But if you do, Aurora, how can they sign up?
1: Go to www.lime ninja.com forward slash brain underscore health.
0: Now that sounds really complicated, but basically it's lime ninja.com forward slash brain health, and in between the brain is a little underline character. That's what an underscore is. So one more time,
1: Aurora www.lime forward slash brain underscore health. And if you're interested in the other 59 episodes of Lime Ninja Radio, visit us on our website www.limeninjaraudio.com.
0: Thanks Aurora. Next month's masterclass will focus on food, your diet and how eating the right foods and by comparison the wrong foods can either clear brain fog or generate it. So You're going to want to sign up for this one too, and we'll let you know, especially if you're on the email list, when this happens. So go get on that email list.
1: Bye, everybody. Bye. for considering any new treatment.